0: Hello and welcome back to 4th Estate, a show about journalism. We're coming to you from 2 scr in Sydney on the Gadigal lands of the Eora Nation, right across Australia on the Community Radio Network and directly to your device across the globe via podcast. I'm Tina Quinn and as always it's a pleasure to have your company. Last Friday we woke up to the news that Queen Elizabeth II had died. The media had rehearsed for this historical moment years in advance. From the headlines down to the attire, the plan was set in motion. After all, they are reporting on the end of an historic era. Days passed and the media coverage continued and continued. From remarkable insights into Her Majesty's 70-year reign to a queen-shaped cloud or a king's leaky pen, the news coverage spanned from respectable to sometimes downright bizarre. In this episode, we discuss how the media has and is still covering the passing of Queen Elizabeth II. And as always, where to from here? To unpack this week's media coverage, I'm joined by two esteemed journalists. Geraldine Duke, whose nearly 50-year career, much of which has been spent at the ABC, is a very familiar face and voice to millions of Australians. Since 2005, she's hosted ABC Radio National's Saturday Extra. Geraldine, a very warm welcome back to Fourth Estate. Thank you, Tina. And Peter Frey also joins us. He's the editor-in-chief of Crikey and managing editor of Private Media. He was previously the editor of the Canberra Times and very notably editor-in-chief of the Sydney Morning Herald, but perhaps most notably was a former host of this very program, Fourth Estate.
1: (laughs) Peter. Hi, Tina. Uh, yes, absolutely. The, the pinnacle of my career was hosting Fourth state. I'm desperate to try and get it back. I don't know <laughs> why I was sacked.
0: Well, wow. um, Oh, I've got competition on my hands. Well, yeah. <laughs> Peter, welcome back. Thank you. So, look, the media was, of course, prepared for this moment. It's been rehearsed years in advance. The action plan was was basically just set in motion. Uh, Peter, do you think it played out successfully?
1: Well, uh, that's an interesting word to use successfully. I mean, yes, of course the media was ready um, and you're right. I mean, there's been obits have been updated on a very regular basis across the world and across this country too. Um, the ABC, I think well, I guess we'll get to the ABC at length but I think the ABC certainly swung into action uh, and uh, obviously unlocked your smashed a glass cabinet with the Queen's face on it and it popped this preordained plan. So yes, I think the media was definitely ready has it been successful? Um, I think the first two, three days of coverage were, in my view, you know, very comprehensive. Um, I th- you know, it's, it's, it's kind of the next few days, I think is the, the interesting thing. Obviously, there's a big event happening on Monday, um, but it, uh, the, my personal view is, um, I'm tired already, but that's my personal view. Um, look, the media was definitely ready. There's, there were some terrific obits published. Some great work by all broadcasters and across and and, the, and across the web as well. So yes, I mean if that's the measure of success, then I guess it was successful.
2: Geraldine, I think it does depend from here on in. Strangely enough, look, you say the media was ready. I can tell you what it didn't feel like that at the ABC on Friday. <laughs> um, we, it, it felt we were scrambling. Um, now, this is on radio I'm talking about. Uh, I mean, everybody did scramble. Um, and so you saw, it, it, this is when, if, if you don't enjoy these days in some form, you really ought to be in the media. I mean, they are the days for which you live, in a sense, huge news days. You just know that there's a, there's a service to do, you know, provide. Um, look, I felt that judging the public mood was really tricky, is really tricky. Um, There was this incredible appetite, I think, for it. Uh, I still think that's there, but it's waning, although I'm not sure about that. So that is a fascinating sort of moment to be in. Um, and to sort of judge on the run. I mean, if you're, if, particularly if you're in television, you know, you've got, to have your, you've got to have your ducks in a row because you've got to put something to wear. Um, and they did do that. But, you know, what has been striking to me is to see the numbers available for, for instance, the swearing in the accession of um, King Charles. Do you know, I, th- I heard that 40% of the planet was watching that. That's extraordinary. You know the numbers that are anticipated to watch the funeral will be truly remarkable. Now that is a television event. Uh, radio is in a di- radio online are in different dilemmas. So, I, I, I yeah, it's a work in progress. Watching this, I think
0: it's a work in progress. And and like Peter, are you tired of it?
2: Uh, look, yes, it's waning. Oh, look, I have to confess, I've just turned to the BBC uh, ad nauseum. Uh, I think they've been, of course they have been the exemplars. I've been fascinated, for instance, with the whole business of the the Scottish approach and watching the sheer skills of people talk for hours about nothing. Well, they ended up (laughs) talking about history, which I actually think is an incredible skill. And because I'm very interested in history and in sort of backdrop that's as I've got older, I've become more and more interested in that rather than sort of simple, what I say, simple response. Um, I've found that a very interesting thing to watch and I'm still watching, and I'm sure that's what the BBC, and, and I know the ABC now, they're sending over all their big people to London to get a bit of depth and a bit of context. Uh, which, of course, the 24 hour news um, mode, you know, um, modus operandi can't supply. And I think that's mm. been quite vivid. Mm.
0: Globally, this is obviously a really big story. Were you surprised, Peter, by Australia's media coverage in comparison to, say, some other countries around the world or other Commonwealth partners?
1: Well, yeah, I mean, I, th- I think we could sort of say the ABC and everyone else, but the ABC seems to, you know, as the official state broadcaster I did feel like we were seeing some sort of everything's everything short of running you know two days of processional music you know it it was kind of odd (laughs) I have to say um and I'm not sure I mean I think this I think Jerry makes a very good point that it's really tricky here to get the mood right and the mood of course is different for everyone I mean I've been receiving emails from Crikey subscribers saying, you're an idiot for running anything about the royals. Uh, and I you know, I think, well, not really, because here is a moment, and again, to echo what uh, Geraldine just said, it's a good historical moment and it's a moment of reflection of, of which you can use in multiple ways. I mean, there are some interesting news stories happening in the middle of all this rather boring, oh, there goes a coffin kind of mm-hmm. uh, coverage, mm-hmm. which, you know, and, and you're know, filling that massive, gap of airtime um so i think you know uh th- there was a kind of this one story in town problem i mean and i think there is a kind of a historical semi-historical legacy here because people in news media anyone over about 40 or f- will remember diana mm-hmm. and and you know D- putting it really crudely diana was amazing business mm-hmm. um you know, uh, when I became the editor of the Herald, it was after Diana died, but it was sort of handed over to me in hushed tones, you know, you know, we've never sold more papers than when Diana died. And, wow. and, and this is kind of this sort of, it would be sort of animal memory in the place. Oh my God. So therefore when the queen goes, we've got to do even bigger because obviously the queen is more important than Diana. So there has been this sort of, and I'm not for any second sort of uh, trying to negate the importance of the queen per se, but it is tricky to get the balance right on this. Uh, and I think that first day, two days, you know, yes, there's probably every justification for it to fill, a, fill in every waking minute of news media. Um, and then there are debates out of it, you know, the national holiday here, um, mm. you know, I mean, the the, fun, fun, the weird shit, like the pen in the Prince Charles, you know, there's kind of stuff to be done. But um, I think we're... And we're going to have, there's no other option, I think, now, we're going to have a lot of it, and it's going to go on, you know, obviously through to the weekend, it's Monday and Tuesday, and then uh, hopefully on Thursday next week, we can all put our feet up and go to bed. (laughs) That's what I'm I'm planning to do, and turn off all media and not pay any attention uh, to... The dead queen or King Charles the third.
0: Well, I was I was going to ask. I mean, do you think the sheer amount of coverage? I mean, it is quite astounding. But in saying that, the interest is obviously there. When I mean, Geraldine just referenced, yeah. you know, the ratings for uh, King Charles' ascension to the throne. That God, that still sounds really funny saying King Charles. Um, yeah. We've even seen royal documentary uh, documentaries trending across streaming platforms and I think The Crown has also had a big bump in viewership. Do you think, Peter, that the amount of stories is justified?
1: Oh, yeah, I mean, I think the answer to that is, Probably no, but it could be yes. I mean, I'm sorry, I'm <laughs> my Pets here. But right. I mean, I, my view is lab. that the number of stories is, is a little bit disproportionate. Right. But, but you know, she was a major global figure. Mm. She, in you know, obviously came to this country many, many times. Lots of people with very fond memories of her, etc., uh, etc. Cetera, et cetera. People fascinated by King Charles III. You know, because um, he's got, You know, he's a guy who, who advocates talking to plants. You know, wow, there's a, there's, is he a whack job? Is he, you know, all those sorts of things are kind of interesting. But I do think the kind of, uh, the processional part of it is really quite turgid. And, and I'm not sure why, how you would cut away from that. But I was like watching ABC News last night and there was someone at some part of London who threw to someone else 18 minutes down the road and they <laughs> said exactly the same thing. It was like, yeah. you know, it's all sort of like, wow. Geraldine, I'm sorry. uh, Sorry. Yeah, go ahead. No, sorry. I'm over. No,
0: no. (laughs) What is that? The royal coverage or this? <laughs> the question, um, Geraldine. I look. I'm a faithful listener to Saturday Extra on RM Breakfast, which uh, you've hosted and, and steered the ship of for the last uh, 17 years. Now, on Saturday, you devoted three stories. Now, I'm guessing you had yes. a whole other program organised beforehand. Yeah, we did. And then, <laughs> and then the Queen decided to bid us all adieu. You, of course, had to make room for the coverage of the Queen's passing, and you devoted, I think, it was three segments or three. Stories mm. throughout mm. the program, but you still also managed to cover a story on Ukraine and Russia, and mm-hmm. as well as a wonderful book about female foreign correspondence. So you've obviously gone out of your way to make sure that we're not dropping the ball elsewhere in the world.
2: Yes, look, we had quite a discussion. We're, we're already, in fact, we're doing it this weekend. Short of anything dramatic happening, we're fo- we're doing a vital discussion about a very cool-headed discussion about. Um, constitutional dilemmas or are there any around the voice now we've been trying to do that story for three weeks that is a hard story I know we're going it you know it's tricky Uh, and so we very reluctantly postponed that and I, I just said to you know we all agreed in my team we've got we it won't be doing the voice any good to be doing that now you know that so we made a decision that we wanted to give that full uh center stage coverage which will do this this weekend um so we then had to make a decision do we start the program with the royals do we go when do we our biggest audience sort of builds from seven thirty 30 almost to 805 and we decided to sort of put other stories in you know uh, to do with the world and then we'd go 805 and we got Simon Heffer who's a very prominent sort of mm-hmm. commentator for many years and he's written books about the Victorian era and the Edwardian era quite a character and then we also I'd, I want to do uh, what is the impact, what is an overview of an impact on Australia? We had Geoffrey Blaney, you know, the great historian. And then I'd also also knew, because of my other interests, just the role that Defender of the Faith played in Queen Elizabeth's life. This faith aspect of it was incredibly important, not to go into the theology of it, because she wasn't a great theologian, but how it governed, that whole duty emphasis was massively affected and influenced by her very deep absorption of um, Christian faith. And I felt that that wouldn't necessarily be done straight away. And we had Andrew West, who is quite a strong Anglican from the religion um, report on Radio National, did a very good job. So I felt that was, but that did take up, I think 35 minutes, I think that's right. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was quite, oh even more actually, so that was a big commitment. We yeah, that was a huge commitment. We wouldn't do that otherwise. Mm. So that did mean we all had to work our insides out getting that all up and people said yes, we had to chase people. Amazing the number of Brits we approached who didn't want to talk. You know, we went to Matthew Paris who's right. very much a standard East superb commentator he didn't answer Bill Emmett a former editor of The Economist didn't answer Matt, Tom Holland who does that fabulous talking uh, of the rest is history broadcast he just we couldn't make his timing work you know it really was all on <laughs> getting people.
0: Brits were high in demand I think look I had
2: the, the text line was there were quite a few texts in effect saying oh come on what are you doing you know when are you going to discuss bloody colonialism sort of thing? And I thought that is for another day. So they were all judgment ah, calls. we're not yeah. doing anything this weekend, for instance. right
0: right. So somewhat like the referendum conversation, we're being told is is for another day, but i mm-hmm. I, I guess you you do really have to I, I think it's completely justified to to memorialise this woman or this person that's obviously uh, had a very significant impact on the Western world and, you know, the world that in, in which we live in. The Guardian website on the weekend was almost comical in the amount of material it, it published on a, on a single story. I'm guessing this was as much as much driven by the editorial team as it was by data of all the clicks. Do you think the media's job, Peter, is, is to give the people what they want?
1: Oh, well, there's an eternal question. Uh, no like <laughs> now obviously the answer to that is yes and no i keep saying this today it must be the day for <laughs> it but um obviously that you got especially in digital environments we are far closer to the audience now than we've ever been and that is a good thing that can only be a good thing and you should never think to unscramble that egg um in digital environments you know you do know what works and what doesn't um does it stop you from doing other things no of course not i mean that's that's the point i mean i don't think we don't get a lot of clicks, for instance, on stories about Ukraine. But we sent a journalist to Ukraine, and and it was a good thing to do and a really important thing to do. And uh, so there is a, always that balance between, you uh, know, if you like, give the people what they want, and 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 then you know, and also what you think is in the public interest. It's always that that balance is always there. I'm I'm intrigued by the Queen thing on, on many levels, and one of them is, you know, a lot of young people, I was reading some stuff today, a lot of young people in this country don't really know that she's the head of state, you know? Mm. Uh, I think there was a poll referenced in the the Finn Review this morning It said something like 78% of uh, 18 to 34-year-olds didn't actually know the Queen was the head of state of Australia. That's a massive... I mean, Mm. there's a big fail piece in the education there, perhaps, but it shows, I think... That you know uh, that that there isn't that granular sort of yeah. need. So I think you're right, Tina. You know, yes, memorialise an important historical figure. Get a bit intrigued about King Charles III and various things. Um, sit back and marvel at the palms doing ceremony so well, and which they do. <laughs> and I speak as a palm, of course. And um, and then uh, and then sort of get on with the other stuff. I mean, I'm really heartened to hear that Geraldine isn't doing the Queen. I would be very interested to see how that goes for you, Geraldine. Yes, well, so will I, Peter. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, I might add, I said we got some, you know, texts sort of saying what the heck do you think you're doing. Some funny stuff too. But um, there were some lovely things too. I mean, that's the typical story. So I, I actually expected more pushback from Radio National listeners than we got. So I think the appetite is still pretty strong. What has really intrigued me is people sort of talking, I think I've read, because I have now, I have read copiously on it uh, to try to pick and choose, is in a funny way, what has surprised me is the audience for uh, symbolism. Now, I think we will see a massive audience for that uh, um, ongoing, the procession of the coffin and everything. Strangely enough, I think we will see a big audience for the the funeral, because it's almost as if people are learning about it. Mm -hmm. People are learning, you Mm -hmm. know, someone said, rather Mm -hmm. than diluting the magic quotes, if anything, it augments it. Now, that is not what I expected. I may be wrong. I honestly may be wrong. That might be But to hear that 40% of the planet, uh, you know, is estimated to have watched that accession of King Charles. What? (laughs) You know, watching a whole bunch of people standing around something called a Privy Council, ready to watch him stand, 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 stand. He finally comes in and so "This this is this man who's allegedly, you know, so sort of nobody really cares. That was a revelation to me. I thought this is a surprise. So this is about people sort of, watching you know watching coffins move watching cars drive down the m4 for god's sake you know to get to Buckingham Pass. look i think we we've got to be (laughs) we could get it wrong by underestimating it as well i'm yeah humble in the face of watching how my fellow citizens behave and i don't think we quite know yet
0: right I mean, Thomas Keneally wrote in the, in the Guardian uh, this week a, a very good piece on, on this subject, and was on RN Breakfast this morning with Patricia Carvelis, and was was quite critical and, and said, you know, there is floods happening in Pakistan, there's still a, a war raging in Ukraine, but you you wouldn't know it if you had turned on the ABC on Friday morning. Would you would you say that's a assessment, or any day over the weekend? Would you say that's a fair assessment, Peter, or criticism?
1: Yeah, yes and no again. Oh my God. Um, the Look, uh, <laughs> Pakistan is a massive story. Ukraine is a massive story. Yes, I really hope Ukrainians don't win on Monday because. Yeah, quite, quite. I, there is always a question of balance. Um, and the problem we got with this Queen story, of course, is that there's some, it's really, a lot of it's really dull to my view, you know, like puffing going down the road. But this, There's movement. There's an event on every sort of hour, really. And certainly yesterday was seem to be an event on every 10 minutes. Again, a lot of it's really boring, but it's sort of like, it's compelling. You can't sort of suddenly go, well, I won't cover that bit, you know, because that bit leads to that bit, which you will cover. So I think you are kind of either in it or out of it. I think the ABC, yeah, I mean, my view is the ABC has gone a bit over the top. I mean, as I said, it did felt like they had gone into two days of official processional music almost with a bit of commentary over it. Um, But then, you know, the ABC, you know, is is the national broadcaster. It has certain obligations that other networks don't have. And it's clearly, it would be in a pretty tricky space, actually. So um, I think, for instance, it's taken a lead from the way our political class has, has received this. You know, I mean, you wouldn't know that... Anthony Albanese was a Republican um, right now. Mm. No, uh, but- yeah, There's no difference between him and Peter Dutton on this one. If you like, the politics of it has been put to one side. I thought, you know, there was very little debate about suspending parliament, whereas I was thinking, really? Mm. Do we really need to suspend parliament for, for two weeks? Yeah. Um, I mean, we have taken this very seriously. And I think, you know, more seems to be more in this point, you know, and the media itself is sort of taking those leads and reflecting them back. In the recent couple of days, we, you know, there is other debates being had that are related to the royal thing. So this, you know, the treatment of the Indigenous NRL player, I think, is a a, a complete overkill in my view, that she would lose 25% of her salary. That's extraordinary. Um, The guy got sort of arrested for just pointing out that, uh, you know, Prince Andrew has a bit of a chequered career, shall we put it that way? You know, I mean, that's sort of overkill. And I think those sorts of debates are are bubbling to the surface now, and I, I encourage that.
2: Mm. Geraldine? Yes, look, I think the ABC's got to really watch itself now. I, I, I personally feel it's the quality of what's offered that uh, is terribly important. Um, and I think, look, I believe always that I just can't bear absolute seat-of-the-pants stuff going on forever and ever. Now, I, I, I don't like that about Ukraine. <laughs> I don't like it about GFCs, you know. I like... I believe in angle getting, and that's what I was brought up with. Where somebody in charge comes in and says, "Right, we've had enough of that. That's been done to death. Where do we go now? Now, and and how do we support that? Where we go now, you know, which to me is the essence of surprise. You you, you must. I still think you know the essence of good media is you you surprise your audience, mm-hmm. and that takes effort. That's what's hard about it. That's what's interesting and worthwhile that's why it's a craft in my opinion but you've got to have judgment you've got to intervene Um, you've got to have the courage of your convictions to then possibly be criticized because you overwent it but there's a little bit of sort of oh just let it run which I think is a mistake but for instance the ABC had commissioned that documentary on the 14 visits I think that was the uh, the documentary on the ABC that was good on Sunday night that was fresh, and I hadn't seen that before. That, that was pertinent to Australian life, now, and I'd be interspersing it, you know? So someone's got to get in there and govern it. Um, that's hard. I mean, it, they. I don't know what the, de- the decision-making is around Monday. I hope there's decision-making, <laughs> because I think for exactly the reasons, I hope they're listening to this, uh, it is a judgment call, um, and it needs to feel curated, my own view is that something that just feels you've almost let it go, just let it run, you know, on a loop, that is where people say, what? Mm. A curated uh, something is a pleasure.
0: Right.
2: Well, you know, is something you think, oh, gosh, maybe I've had enough, but gee, that's interesting. So uh, that's, you know,
1: what I think. I reckon, Geraldine, the London a break, they'll just let it run on Monday.
2: I think you might be right. I think yeah. you might be right. I mean, the BBC, it's its huge. If they're having seven-kilometre-long lines, for God's sake, that they're talking about in London. <laughs> I mean, why you'd line up for, I don't know, 17 hours beats me. But I've got friends who are English over here who thought of flying over so they could see, see the lying in state. You know, I'm just not there. Like, no, nothing in the world would persuade me to, to like, prefer to poke my eye out. But... So the Beeb will have huge, God knows what's going through their heads. Wow, yeah, management of that.
0: How and when do you think the the media, or when should the media present opposing views to to the Queen, including mixed emotions and and perspectives of the Queen and the colonial power that she represents?
1: A right? little bit of that. I mean, there has yeah. been some talk about you know what's going on in Barbados and what happened in Jamaica and. Uh, I don't think it's been completely submerged. Mm. Um, When should it start doing that in great length? Well, maybe, you know, I think that's what I think we'll see is that there'll be a separation of the Queen in the morning and everything, and then there will be debates to be had. You know, I know some people have been critical of the Australian Republican movement, for instance, but, you know, it's on a hiding to nowhere if it started making a big noise now. I mean, it's very smart thing to do I think to shut up and say we're not doing anything and recognize the passing of the Queen um but let's not shy away from um I mean I think one of the things that uh will be which will sort of if you like frame this debate debates to come will be King Charles III and whether he can you know he's already filled the if you like the ceremonial vacuum left by Mm -hmm. the Queen I mean that was very interesting the way he just he becomes the king. No argument. Let's not ball anything. You know, the second she dies, but there is a much bigger debate to be had, and it will be set in part by his performance. I think, and uh, I think he's, you know, obviously very well briefed at the moment, apart from the pen thing. And um, <laughs> but, um, uh, but the type of person he emerges and the way people transfer their love from the queen to him will, I think, create opportunities because i i have my sense my sense of it is that he he will assist republicans one way or another
0: i've heard similar similar opinions that he he may very much help the republican movement in australia mm-hmm. uh, the abc geraldine was doing some quite nuanced coverage this week on on those exact issues of colonial power and how the queen and mm-hmm. and and really monarchy on a broader level, contributed to that and at times on a very
2: direct level. Too late or about right, do you think? I think it's been about right, that. Look, I just think um, you've got to have the funeral. The funeral's got to be allowed to go by before you start really uh, canvassing um, indignation. It's interesting, I didn't know that... um, I was walking this morning. I didn't know that Breakfast had um, Tom Keneally... That is interesting. Look, I I actually suspect he's going to double down. I I don't I think that the republic's further away. That's my view. Uh, I think it, it was interesting to see. I mean, it's such a silly little thing that that incident with the pen last night or whenever I finally saw it, <laughs> and you know, I thought, oh yeah, he won't need to have too many of those.
1: Yeah. Even
2: though, of course, why shouldn't he? You know, for goodness' sake. I mean, obviously you know, see, I've realised I'm going here, I'm going to descriptiveness, I can hear myself. He and he and Anne, have, you know, mm-hmm. they've been there at the death of their mother. It's a huge, huge thing. Obviously very affected, you know, yeah. uh, and then they've, they've got to behave differently st- straight away. Um, look, I think it will be very interesting. I mean, I think it's quite tricky with the Indigenous people because there's tremendous interest in the royals from a lot of indigenous people the notion the assumption that the indigenous you know all feel it was the 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 white english coming who made the problem that's not true that's not true at all and it's not true in history by the way the colonial office tried extremely hard to protect the indigenous people the pastoralists here who were locked into a battle for land that's where it all went incredibly pear-shaped um but so, I, I look, I think it's more complicated myself than is is generally received. And I, I yeah, I'm, again, I'm standing back and watching. Mm. Peter?
1: Well, with, yeah, look, I think it's a debate that we will have and it, it's a debate that we should have. And the media has a very responsible role in it. I absolutely agree with, you know, I mean, the, we've got to get over the funeral, we've got to have our day off, one thing, another parliament needs to come back you know i where where do we you know I, it's very interesting that you're going to do that we need to start talking about the voice in, in really deep ways i mean i think it's really important that we do that those debates you know should and would will go on
0: geraldine i know you also agree you're in great agreement that we,
2: we we need to start uh, talking about the voice and and
1: putting a focus on yes that. well
2: i think we do but i mean i think that's a long term i mean i'm honestly i'm not looking forward to the debate around that in Australia I'm not looking forward to it Uh, I think it's going to be harder than people imagine and we had to pace ourselves carefully Um, yep it's going to take good journalism to do this properly and to to be useful um, contributors to the discussion because it could go exceptionally pear-shaped I'm very very respectful of that I don't know whether Peter feels like that but I certainly do
1: no, absolutely. I mean, I, I, I approaching. I'm approaching this with some trepidation, but at the same time, you know, we may well surprise ourselves and get this right. Yes, we might. Yes, we
2: might. Couldn't agree more. I think Australia's in a very interesting, uh, you know, an interesting phase in its life, and I think we're, we we sh- we certainly ought to be up for it. Um, but it will require that very thing I was saying. It will require much more than sort of. Um, somebody saying, you know, in a 24-hour news coverage. And what do you think about that, what you heard last? You know, how would you respond to that? Like, I hope and pray, frankly, that we don't just fall into that. Um, But we've taken quite a while to um, work on our coverage, and it's only the first one. Um, So I hope everybody, yeah, I hope people put their best efforts forward
0: Finally, we've obviously been talking about uh, Australia becoming a republic and our relationship with the monarchy. Do you think it's the right time to talk about it? Or it might be even a little bit more provocative here from the media's coverage since last Friday. It is pretty clear that Australia perhaps is not going to be one anytime soon. Do you think, though, this is, there's a lot of people there sort of shouting about why not now? why not now? These issues are being brought to our attention. You both referenced the fact that a lot of Australians, a lot of younger Australians didn't even know that the Queen was the head of state or the the monarch in, in England is Australia's head of state. And this event seems to have actually informed a lot of Australians where our constitutional ties lie and is putting that question to them. Should they? Should they indeed? Should we still have this sort of constitutional tie to the United Kingdom?
2: Geraldine, to you first. Well, look, I mean, I saw Malcolm Turnbull. I mean, I was sat with him on the Republican Movement Committee, <laughs> so uh, oh, I, I'm, I'm well versed in all of this. And I this saw him exceptional. in Can a I slightly just say, to we- see
0: to, to see him so emotional on on, on Friday morning.
2: Well, when- well, I still haven't seen that. Everybody's told me oh, about that. No, this yeah. was actually a more measured uh, Malcolm on Sunday, uh, talking to sixty right. minutes, um, saying and you know a slightly weary man saying look I think we've uh yes I think it's unfortunate I think his words were all I would say is he said it's unfortunate I think that we have somebody from out of Australia as our head of state that's all he would say she tried to get more out of him he wouldn't give any more Mm. I thought it was fascinating um and I thought look I think Malcolm believes and I do too I honestly think the voice conversation is going to take a lot out of us. And I think we must have that before we start going to that other Republic discussion. Now, some people might say they're inextricably linked. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I intend to put most of my efforts into, oh well, you know, covering covering Australia, like there's a whole lot of other things like AUKUS and how we're on earth we're positioned regarding the US and China, which I actually have to think are terribly important. I think when he's made king, that will be another stage of discussion, but I don't think the Republic's going to be a big discussion for the next couple of years, I'm afraid I don't. Peter?
1: Yeah, I know I agree. I think we will be assuming that Labor gets another term. It's probably a second-term Labor-led discussion. Um, I agree totally that the voice is more important. Um, and I also think, though, right now it would be almost impossible to talk about this. I mean, one thing that's happened... And it's been pointed out by several people, you know, this kind of assumption that Queen dies, King Charles is the moment we go. Oh, we'll be a republic now, thanks. I mean, clearly that isn't going to happen. Um, there will be, I think, there's a reason to have. You know, we shouldn't let this issue fade. Uh, there is an opportunity. I think going back to what I said a minute ago, a lot of it will depend on how Charles, you know, is seen and how what he says. Um, you know, it may, it may be that, child, and a lot will depend also on what happens elsewhere, not necessarily here, but, you know, I think in the Caribbean, it's really interesting to look what's going on there. Mm-hmm. And that, if you want to talk about, you know, the impact of colonialism, um, you can sort of see it and touch it there, and they're really bloody angry. Um, the level of anger here isn't, you know, we don't have that level of anger in, uh, as a general rule, but, you know, so I think the voice is more important. I suspect the Republic debate will simmer along, um, it'd be interesting to see what the Australian Republic movement does. But you know again, you know, uh, uh, Albanese has been very you know, s- solid on all this. you know not, I don't want to talk about whether the Queen's head should be on a $5 note, that sort of stuff or not. You know um, those sorts of things. So clearly that's been kitch- kicked into touch for this week. but uh, things could change in six months, but I think really I mean I think Geraldine's right too. the, the voice is going to be, well, I think the voice is more important. Um, and it may well take a lot out of us. It, yeah, it could do.
0: On that note, I'd like to thank our guests on Fourth Estate this week. Crikey's Peter Frey, thank you so much for returning to the panel.
1: Well, great pleasure, thank you.
0: And Geraldine Dug from ABC Radio National's Saturday Extra.
2: I've really enjoyed the discussion. Thank you very much, Tina.
0: And thank you for listening to the program. This edition was recorded at the studios of 2 and heard across the country on the Community Radio Network. Fourth Estate is produced with the assistance of the Community Broadcasting Foundation. A big thanks to the foundation for their continuing support. Make sure you subscribe to Fourth Estate on your favourite podcast app so you can hear us talk about media, politics and a lot in between. We'll be back with more next week, of course, but in the meantime, you can stay in touch with us on Twitter. My handle is Fourth Estate AU. A big thanks, as always, to my producer Marlene Even and executive producer Anthony Dockrell. I'm Tina Quinn. Please do stay well, stay safe, and catch us next time on Fourth Estate.